1: Hello and welcome to another episode of All By The Popcorn Podcast. This is Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we're going to be starting our newest segment, which is just biographies of celebrities or directors or anybody
2: else in
1: the movie business.
2: That we admire and or want to know more about. Who has a more distinguished career that we want to insight into. So today we're going to do um, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. and I think we picked her because we really admire her just as an actress and she's been actually throughout a lot of our lives from when we were, you know, younger to now and just consistently, so
1: Yeah, it's been really fun, like, because we've been a fan of her for a long time and so it's been fun seeing her, seeing some of her older movies that, you know, probably aren't that great but, you <laughs> know, and then, you know, seeing her new ones which are, like, really good, so it's it's been Give or take Give her the yeah, yeah. but it's been a nice adventure, and and Kira is a really great actress, um, and we love her, and we wanna we wanna learn more about her.
2: Okay, well, I guess we'll just start in the very beginning. She was born on March twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five, which makes her thirty one years old, and she was born in Teddington, England, Teddington, London, England. Teddington, That is like the cutest name I've ever heard. That's what it's, I was
1: just going to say. It's,
2: it's on the South Bank. Um, That's it's, adorable. It's a really kind of, she She was raised in like a, it's a nice community. It's kind of near Wimbledon, like very hoity-toity, kind of. Oh, um, I see you put a note in here, cutest name ever. Yeah, it's cute. I didn't even see that. <laughs> her middle name is Christina. Uh, her parents are Will Knightley, who is an actor, and Charmin McDonald, who is a distinguished playwright. She has an older but older brother, Caleb, who's 37 years old. And, uh, when she was younger, she lived in Richmond, attending the Stanley Junior School, Teddington School, and Escher College. You wanna read the next one?
1: Sure. Let's see. It says, L-U-K, January 2015. Oh, so this is a this is a magazine that she was in, and this is a quote from that magazine article. It says, I was meant to be named Kira after a Russian ice skater who was on the TV one day. My dad fancied her and nicked her name for me, but it was my mum who went to register my birth and she accidentally spelled E-I instead of I-E because my mum's crap at spelling. Apparently when she came back, he said, what the f***? (laughs) You've spelled her name wrong. What What were they going to do though? Once it's on a piece of paper, it's on the piece of paper. And that's me. A spelling error.
2: (laughs) That's really cute. I I thought it was really cute. Like, she just, her name is just because her mom spelled her name wrong. You know, you know, (laughs) human error, man. It happens. It's cute. But, Um, you know,
1: it comes, whatever.
2: Which is kind of funny because it says at age six she was dyslexic. And then she got over it by the time she was 11. And it's funny because her name is switched up and she was dyslexic when she was a kid. Which made it hard for her.
1: It's almost destiny (laughs) it's
2: destiny i mean she said it was hard for her to um actually like read and she would have to people would tell her things and she wouldn't memorize it as they were telling it to her she couldn't really read very well
1: Mm, Um, memorizing that's
2: yeah she got an agent at three started working as an actress at the age of seven doing things like in the summer between school um so her first roles were like little tv movies in the 90s like a village affair innocent lies Coming Home, The Treasure Seekers, Oliver Twist. Um, I watched The Treasure Seekers, The Treasure Seekers, and she's really cute in it, and in A Village Affair, which just was really, really boring. But she was, like, she was so cute. She had, like, this little accent in it, and just like the little young kid. She looked exactly like the actress who plays her in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie as like a younger version of her. It was like the same it looked so similar. Was, really like
1: freckles and everything?
2: Yeah, like with the freckles and she just was so cute. Um oh, but her man. first like main like bigger ish role was as a decoy in the nineteen ninety nine Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Um where she played Queen Amidal as one of her decoys.
1: And then in the early 2000s, 2001 first starring role, The Wonderful world of World of Disney on ABC's Princess of Thieves opposite Stephen Moyer. Sorry, we love Stephen Moyer. yeah <laughs> she was, she was 16 at the time. <laughs> like holy shit Stephen Moyer was 32. Oh my God really? Yeah he,
2: <laughs> he was 32 years old. That's twice her age in the, when she was doing that movie. Twice he, her age! Did he even look that old in that? No, he didn't! Like, <laughs> man. Uh, he, he, is,
1: he is He's a beautiful ager. Oh <sighs> but my
2: God. dude, I, I did like that movie. But I don't remember them even kissing in it, do you? I don't think they do. Did they? I, I'm pretty sure that that doesn't happen. I just remember really liking it because she was, like, so badass. And just, like, she plays Robin Hood's daughter. And it's just, like, a Disney movie. But I... Honestly, I don't
1: rem- I'm pretty sure they might have they might have kissed. Like like you know what? a really she was a...
2: sixteen years
1: old. Oh, that's weird. Maybe not because she wasn't of age. I know, maybe not. So probably
2: not. Um He was thirty oh. two. Yeah. And then so there she met her boyfriend Del Sinat on set and dated him until two thousand and three. What does Del Sinat look like? Um, he's a posh kid. That's what he looks like. He's a he's a posh kid. <laughs> It really sounds like snot, doesn't it? I almost thought I almost wanted to say snot. Dill snot, because he's a big snot.
1: All right, images. Oh dear lord, is he in something?
2: I have I seen him in something? Probably. Anyways, this is not about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Lou <Luke> Gallant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was also in this indie called The Hole, which got some critical acclaim. I didn't see that. Um, it was just about. Is about some teenagers and their issues. Um, and in 2002, she was in Dr. Shivago as Lara. It was a really great miniseries, and I saw... I watched this, um, a few years back on oh, Netflix. Oh, it wasn't a movie? No, it was a miniseries. <gasps> and it was, like... I don't remember how long it was, like, maybe five episodes, and I really liked it. I watched it in, like, a few days, um, and she... I, Dr. is a great story, um it's just really sad because he, like, Russia is just such a bleak place, and that movie is just full of blood and death and snow and dying. I think, I think (laughs) it it really can
1: be portrayed because, you know, I know it's kind of seen well, but that's just the society. Because it was kind of, because, right, it was Russia
2: that Anna Karenina was in, right? Yeah. It's, like, at the same time, too. It's, like, the Russian Revolution. And... So, Kira was great in it, though. Like, she was awesome, and she didn't have to do an accent for it. She just had a a British accent um, with everybody else in in the movie. But I remember thinking, like, this is really good. I was really excited that I got to see her in, like, one of her early roles, even before she did Pride and Prejudice.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen Dr. Zhivago, but we were watching some of her trailers before this, and uh, the trailer was great. Yeah, I I really want to watch it. it. You you really
2: should watch it. I want to watch it. It looks great. It's really awesome. Um... So then she was in Pure uh, as a drug addict. Ooh. And then her breakout role, though, they say, people say her breakout role was in Bend It Like Beckham, which the director, Gurinder Chadha, um, who did Pride and Prejudice and Angus Thong's A Perfect Snogging. Um, she's a great director, like British um, Indian director. Mm. And dude, like, who didn't love Bend It Like Beckham? I mean, that movie's amazing. Actually,
1: I actually haven't seen it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's something you should watch because uh, Kira's awesome. But I mean, she's not the main character, but she's like her friend. It's about soccer, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Beckham is a soccer player. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. And he, and he, when he, when he, so what? What's the bendit referring to? So when kicks Beckham
2: a- kicks a ball, and he can. It looks he, like he, he flips. It, no, it no. looks like the ball is is curving. It looks like the ball does this curve
0: oh. because of the way that he
2: kicks the ball into a goal. It, it looks like it's flying in a circle, like a oh. boomerang, but like not quite. That's that's what the bendit is like referring to. Okay. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, I, I knew it was like a soccer
1: move, but I thought it was like a physical position that his body gets in, like he bends himself. Honestly, they
2: don't—they like don't, don't even explain it in the movie, <laughs> so don't. it's not even like very explicit. But anyways, you should. Oh, it's so good. So, so, then, so it's like funny. Yeah, it's okay. it's a really good movie. All right. Um, it's it's about like being an Indian living in in London and hmm. like. Having your parents be really, like, overbearing and stuff like that. Okay. mm mm-hmm. um, And then in 2003, at 17 years old, she was cast in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black, po- the Black Pearl. She like. was just 17 in that? She was 17 years old. This she girl- like she was, like, 30. I know. But- she's looked the same for, like, 20 years. Oh, my God. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. I don't- Oh, my God. I can't even right now.
2: I, and she's awesome in that movie. She's 17. She is crazy. So awesome in Pirates of the Caribbean! Like she really is. What? Who? Like she's everybody wanted to be Elizabeth Swan when they were a kid. Like she got to be with Orlando Bloom, and like, she got she got
1: all the pretty dresses. She got to be with Orlando. She got to be, she a, got to pirate. be a pirate. Like she, she
2: got to be a pretty pirate. Really like, awesome. Like, she becomes a king in the third movie. Like this yeah, is so cool. The oh. pirate king. I know she's she's awesome. Oh man, <laughs> this is probably where we why we loved her so much because we just. There's nothing wrong with her character. (laughs) We just are like, oh, you know, she just has so much to offer, especially even as a young girl. Like at 17 years old, it's crazy. Um, also that year was Love Actually. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That's the only word I have to describe that movie. I literally, I just watched it recently again. Why? Why to make fun of it? Okay. Um, we are what? We are just a couple of those people in the world that just, just find so many flaws in that movie. That well, cause like, I mean, isn't it, don't people call it like one of the best like
1: love story movies or something? I, I know, I know it's considered holiday. Yeah. It's considered Christmas. Yeah.
2: It's a Christmas movie. So,
1: but like, I don't know. We're just so picky when it comes to like, I, I'm so over rom-coms like, and, and we're so picky when it comes to just romance movies too, because like, I feel like the only truly romantic Movies or like Jane Austen movies, and not not even all of them. No, not even all of them. Maybe just some Pride and Prejudice, like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
2: <laughs> done right,
1: and it's, well, Sense and Sensibility is actually like yeah, that's if good too. if it's done right, it's actually a really nice love story.
2: But yeah, sure, but that come on, we we like do like some
1: like I like The Holiday and Lost in Austin. No, not Lost in Austin. Northanger Abbey. There oh we go. yeah, that was a really nice love story. Yeah.
2: we're we're going on another tangent. Sorry, so we sorry, gotta okay. stop talking about Jane Austen.
1: Jane Austen will come later. <laughs>
2: Three-hour podcast. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Probably not kidding. No, <laughs> so, okay. Um, so she also started dating Jamie Dornan of the. 50 shades of gray series after an ad campaign for the British jeweler Asprey <laughs> photos of them including hilariously baggy jeans and a crop haircut for Kira and she was like wearing spaghetti straps and sparkly tanks and thick belts at the midriff and they did she
1: could pull it off
2: i she she was like the early 2000s girl like let's think about her fashion in the early 2000s like Honestly. I don't think I want to. <laughs> it was like that cropped, like with the frosted tips Ugh. at the hair. Ugh. Yeah. I just don't want to think about any like of that. Crop pixie cut. No. Yeah.
1: No. Okay, and then in two thousand four she was in King Arthur
2: with Clive Oh wait, I think I'm thinking of wrong movies. You were thinking of King Arthur, right? King King Arthur with Clive Owen. The movie where she played Guinevere. Oh,
1: so, was that the one where she was Robin Hood's daughter?
2: No, that was Prince of Thieves. And King Arthur, She she's, like, wearing the same stuff. Did we watch both? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You've I don't probably remember. seen King Arthur. It's got be- Clive Owen in because it. Because the
1: poster of King Arthur...
2: It's her looks, with the bow. ...looks
1: familiar. Yes,
2: because you remember... So, I, I bring this up, and but then- she, she, she didn't... It didn't do really well in the box office, but this brought up a photoshop issue with her definitely because um, she she showed so in the in one of the the photos promos for the movie it's like her shooting an arrow kind of like pointing it on the side and so you can see her boobs sticking out you know she's like kind of like pushing out her chest and um, they increased her boobs in photoshop and that was what went out on the posters and she literally came out She's like that's not what I look like. And then she released the actual image, and it's, like, she's, like, two cups less. Because she, you know, she's not really too breasty. She's kind of, like...
1: Yeah, I know. She's, like, basically flat chest. Yeah.
2: um, A little bit, yeah. So, it's, like, she was, like, that's not what I look like. Um. Well, and the same problem arose when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, too. Yeah. yeah they're
1: trying to she, make her look super she, busty and those They look really posters. busty, and she's not, like... They're trying try to make her boob super accentuated, like, you know, yeah. every dress that she's in.
2: Yeah, and she basically was, like, that's not what I look like, and... You know like with kira you don't have to do that she's so pretty oh she don't no no no, no. like, like it was so good that she did this because it just means that every girl should love who they are even if they don't have big boobs you know like it's not really like a it's, a it's a really good like message and it started even early in the 2000s like love yourself kind of stuff and i think she was a really big proponent of that in the beginning and and still is today but like De- definitely, that was what started. I remember her being annoyed with this. Well,
1: and I feel like, you know, this This happens so much that, you know, people who people who work with these types of companies, I feel like they need to have that addressed in their contracts. Like, yeah. like if they're gonna do something for this movie, like, they need to have, like, cause, I mean, they'll just do it without your permission.
2: Yeah, well, she's an actress who, like, sells her body, basically, so. Well, I know, but you can at least try and try and Try and stop that from happening, maybe. Yeah. Um, She actually, she went topless in an interview in 2014 in Interview Magazine. Um, She took a picture. Yeah, she was just completely topless um, straight on towards the camera. And she said, I think women's bodies are a battleground. Um, And then her hair was cut for 2005's Domino, uh, which we just watched the trailer for that again. Which, that was very, uh, that was very intense. It's... It's a really, like, high contrast, um... It was very yellow. Yeah, like, very grainy film. It's supposed to be like that, you know? Like, blurry and bright. Yeah, almost like you're on drugs. Yeah. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. I I remember seeing that briefly. I think I watched a few clips of it. Um, it was fine. It looked fine. Which was kind of interesting, because at that time, she was still in Pirates of the Caribbean... And that was a, such a departure from that movie. It was like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and be a badass now. Mm-hmm. Like, and she can, so. Yeah. Um, but not before she appeared in Pride and Prejudice, for which we got her first Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Third youngest nominee ever. Yeah, she's been doing movies since a, since a baby. Yeah, but Pride and Prejudice is one of our favorite movies, and... It was my favorite movie for a really long time. Yeah, and... Definitely, it's probably my favorite movie that Keira Knightley's done.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Like I love the pirates movies. But... I do love the pirates movies too, but you know. Yeah, Jane Austen guys, three hour three hour podcast. That's what's happening. <laughs> Jane Austen is like our thing. Yeah, and
2: Pride and Prejudice is just great, so great. Um, so it says, I mean, she at this time she was rumored to have been dating Adrian Brody. Because they were both in the jacket together, but it was for sure dating Rupert Friend from 2005 to 2010, Um, and he was in Pride and Prejudice as well. He's a he's a bigger actor now. He Um, played Mister Wickham. Yeah, and they were dating because of that movie. Because he's adorable. Because he is really good looking right now. I I would say he is, but like he's kind of morphed into. He's he's older now, so he just wasn't. He's just not as hot as he used to be. You know. Yeah. He didn't look very good in Agent 47. I mean, he's not a a bad-looking
1: guy. He's not, but he just, he needs hair. He didn't look good bald. He does look better with hair. He didn't look
2: good bald. Um, and we had, it was funny because there were so many pictures of them walking around together. Do you remember at the mall, when they were redoing the mall, they had all these, like, pictures of people walking around, and they were holding hands, and you could see them, like, just... Yeah, they put up like these
1: promotional like posters to see, you know, look what the look, the ball's what, gonna look, look, look like. what the malls going to look like when it's all finished and pretty and and they had just random couples and people photoshopped in everywhere to show like how busy it's going to be and how awesome it's going to be. You know, who knows? You might see photoshop picture of Kira and and Rupert holding hands walking around. Yeah, so
2: they were like in there like several times. Like we would find them in different poses and different They were photoshopped in there at least four times. Like how did that happen? Where did that come from? Like who was in
1: charge of those pictures and who who just was like you know what?
2: Kira and Rupert from like 2005. Here you you go. They might show up here. Who knows? (laughs) Give the people what they want. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty funny. Um, That's hilarious. And she says she doesn't like to talk about her personal life in interviews. So that's why we don't really get a lot of information about it. She is pretty low-key. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, it's oh, cool. It's fine. You live your life. Um, okay, so before we talk about the rest of the stuff she's been in after this, I'm just going to mention that she's a big proprietor of charity work and throughout her entire career has donated her time, money, and influence to causes like supporting human rights, clean water initiatives, and she donated her 2006 Academy Awards dress to Oxfam. Um, she's dedicated her life to eliminating domestic abuse, research into muscular dystrophy, campaigned for women's rights in Afghanistan, and more recently, a global the global the global refugee crisis, Whew, which is still going on, and she's still campaigning for that. Um, I just thought that was amazing because before this, I didn't even know that she was so into charity like it's a huge part of her life and that's pretty cool i didn't even know that that's awesome yeah um so i'm just going to put the rest of the films in like a row because she's been in so many things that it is really hard to like we just it's just been so many so much stuff she's been in a movie consistently since she was like 16 years old she's got she's got a good got a good career list going. Yeah. So in 2006, she did Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And then in 2007, she did Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I think they shot those two together, actually. So it was like one after the other. Um, In 2007, she did Atonement. And I have a a Roger Ebert quote, which is, Cecilia, as played by Knightley with stunning, stunning style, speaks rapidly in that upper class accent that sounds like performance art. When I hear it, I despair that we Americans will ever approach such style with our words, which march out like baked potatoes. I literally just said that quote like my words were marching out like baked potatoes. Thank you, Roger Ebert. (laughs) That's just
1: because you're you're a little little stuffed up. I'm a little sick today. I mean, we could try saying it in a high class. Oh my god, you should do it. (laughs) You do it now. All right, I'm going to try my most... Wait, what's her, um... What's her accent like in that? Is she just... Just just try to do it in your most posh accent. I'm thinking of, of, of Anna Karenina. Okay. All right. I'm going to try this in my most posh <laughs> British accent. Oh, no. I don't want to offend anyone. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even know how to start. Okay. Cecilia. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you're close. Nope.
2: No. Come on. <laughs> nope. You can do okay. it. Okay.
1: Cecilia, as played by Knightley, with stunning style, speaks rapidly in that upper-class accent that sounds like performance art. When I hear it, I despair that we Americans will ever approach such style with our words, which march out like baked potatoes.
2: <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was very enjoyable. <laughs> All right. Hope I liked it. <laughs> okay. And in 2007...
1: Silk, which we watched the trailer for that. That looks, uh,
2: it looks, it looks all right. It, uh, I saw that movie, um, a while back. Yeah. I remember thinking, this is really, really, really boring. (laughs) That's, that's basically what that movie was. So, like, like,
1: he goes to Japan and then he (sighs) comes back and then he goes back to Japan.
2: Yeah. And uh, along the way, he finds himself, which means he sleeps with this Asian lady and just decides to screw his wife.
1: Does he ever bring back the silkworms? He
2: does bring back the silkworms. It's really dull. It's... And then you're, like, really mad at him for cheating on his wife. And then I think his wife, well, like, duh, gets Well, duh, because who would cheat on Kara? I know! You, you don't do Just that. Just don't, okay? You don't Jeez. you do not do that.
1: Okay, um... I, d- I do remember the trailer being very... Like, not colorful.
2: Yeah. Okay, the tagline for the movie is Come back, or I shall die. <laughs> and if that doesn't ward you off from that movie, I don't, I don't know what would. Come back or I shall die. Oh, yeah, because the Asian lady says that. I think both of them say that. Both of them. Yeah, like the, the Asian lady did and also the wife. Okay, I didn't hear Kira's. But say Kira that. isn't in it that much. She's it, not. And it's like. Mm, anyways, let's move on. Uh, 2008 The Edge of Love with Sienna Miller, Matthew Reese, and Killian Murphy. We watched that trailer I as saw well. that movie She's too. She's seen
1: it. I have not seen it. Should have taken my
2: chance when it was on Netflix. But you know, like I, many movies, <laughs> again don't take with my that chance. movie, I was unimpressed. It looks very dramatic. It was very dramatic, and I just overly and unnecessarily it, dramatic. It was. It was definitely because it, it takes place in like World War II, and Which it's is like, already very dramatic. It's also super dramatic. Atonement does a really good job with with World War II and being super dramatic, and also a love story. And you really just are like, yes. In that movie. But this one was like about two couples basically swinging it out because Kira Knightley's in love with Matthew Reese, and then Sienna Miller's married to Matthew Reese, and then Kira Knightley gets married to Killian Murphy, and then it's just like they all live in the same house together for like several years. It is really weird, and they all have kids, and it's just like whose kids are who kids? And it's a really weird movie, and in the end, it was just so unsatisfying. But Man. you know, Kira's great and everything. I just thought she was better than that movie.
1: You know, yeah, Kira's great and everything. It just, sometimes the movie she's in it is just goffle. That was
2: so typecast, though. After Atonement, they just threw her into this other World War II drama.
0: Because, yeah, like, no, you know, she did
1: so great in Atonement. Why not throw her in and make our movie better? No, you can't just do that. No, you, you gotta have just, a good script. You can't just throw in a great actress and think that they'll just pull the ball and chain along. <laughs> you kinda, you kinda gotta put some balloons on that ball and chain to make it a bit lighter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a good I just
2: pulled that out of my ass right wow. now wow <laughs> Okay. thank you I try <laughs> yeah uh 2008 she's in the Duchess I love that movie yeah it's a good movie you know um that's a fun one
1: Voldemort what's his name <laughs> 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 wait don't tell me don't tell, me, don't tell me, I got it I got it, it. do you t- need t- me to say okay wait no no, no. Voldemort. No. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> hold on, I got his name. Do you want me to say it? Oh, shit, just tell me. Right, fine. Yes, okay. <laughs> Voldemort. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. He was so scary in that.
0: He was such an asshole. Yeah.
2: But it was so great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, Then in 2009, she was in Never Let Me Go with Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield. Um, this book is one of my favorite books. And she kind of plays this character that's like, you want to hate her so bad. But you also feel really bad for her, so it's. I kind of felt bad for all of them. Yeah, just you, you feel bad for all of them. I mean, so. I haven't
1: seen this movie, but I was watching the trailer and I was like, "What is up with these kids? I don't even know." And yeah, it's I already feel bad it's for them. Stuff. I don't even. I
2: don't even know what's going on. The book is is life changing. Like I love that book so much, and the movie is good too. But wonder, like the book is so it. good, can it.
1: it's can it. you, can Do you have the it. book? Yeah, I have it. My mom might want to read it. it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then. In 2010, we have Last Night with Ava Mendez and Sam
2: Worthington! Yeah, we didn't see that. Sam Worthington! We probably should have watched the Where's been all the time? Doing <laughs> and I don't know what, Emily. I don't oh, know man. Um, Sam Worthington. And then she was in London Boulevard with Colin Farrell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we didn't watch that trailer, so no, I'm, I have no idea what
1: she's talking about. <laughs> um,
2: and then... In 2011, she was in A Dangerous Method, and she had a Russian accent. Apparently? Like, I don't know. It didn't really sound... It kind of
1: sounded like something other than her usual voice. It
2: definitely was, but I just think it was not a super convincing Russian accent, and I've seen that movie, and she's good at it.
1: I want to watch it. I just
2: think it has too many men in it. Like, it's kind of one of those movies that's, like, overwhelming because it's about... Sigmund Freud and mm-hmm. stuff and it's just kind of like really sexual. Yeah. It's a it's a good movie. Um not one of my favorites, but uh, it also has Michael Fassbender and Viggo Mortensen. So they're
1: good. Yeah, you know. So like does the judging by the trailer it kind of looked like does the story kind of kind of lack? Like do they kind of just go off into the mistress era and then kind of not get anywhere?
0: No,
2: I think it has a pretty good ending. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll just take a look. And then in two thousand eleven we have Neverland where she was the voice of Tinkerbell, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Neverland's really good too. And she that only was a really says like a, she doesn't say a lot, but
1: she's she's maybe in it for one of the episodes. Like yeah. she really wasn't in it for that long.
2: Yeah, like Tinkerbell doesn't usually say anything.
1: No, but she does she did have like a little speech and stuff. Like she was Yeah. Like she had a little conversation with like Peter yeah. or right his name was Peter right? and it was
2: interesting because this was a sci-fi miniseries and I don't know where they got her from how how I mean the rest of the actors were pretty good
1: I mean they they had they had a lot of British actors in there didn't they yeah. they had like a
2: yeah. uh, what was his name the, the was it who's in it oh it was a uh, Reese that's who played the guy yeah 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 uh-huh. the guy from anonymous right Yep. Yeah. Greasy fonts. Yeah. yeah. And I like that miniseries a lot. And I wouldn't really, I mean, she was in it, but I wouldn't really qualify it as, because she doesn't really act in it. So.
1: No, it wasn't, it wasn't like one of her bigger roles. She was more like a side character. She was really a side character. She was really, she was a very small She was small really, she was very literally. small because she, she was a fairy. <laughs> she was a fairy. She was small with a small character.
2: <laughs> um, and in 2012, she was in Seeking a Friend for the End of the World with Steve Carell,
1: which I remember that movie being.
2: Bittersweet.
1: Like, yeah, like it was, it was cute, but it was sad. Super sad. It was, it was, kind of, it was funny. I only saw
2: it once, but, but I. But then it was depressing. I was just so depressed I didn't want to see it again. Yeah. I think that's how I felt because it all blows up in the end. And I was yeah, like, I never... that is so sad. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, it's called seeing a friend for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Everybody dies.
1: I, I do remember Kira being really, like, her and, and Steve Carell, like, being really great. Like, just. Yeah, hanging out, being friends, going to friendlies, being weird, <laughs> it's a little weird, right? Friendlies.
2: Yeah, not yeah. not wanting to be alone on their last day on earth.
1: Yeah, you know, seeing how people might react when
2: the end of the world comes around. And she was good, too. Yeah. Um, and in 2013, she married James Wrighton. and she wore it was it looks pink, but it's a white dress. It's like short with like um. A bodice and like a kind of a tutu esque dress, like a a, tw- a tulle dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wore Ray Bans. I remember just pictures of them walking out from their wedding. um Her with a dark, dark black Ray Bans on, just like I just got married, bitches. You know. Um, oh, I see it. <laughs> it's really cute. Like it's a, it's nice. She looks very happy. At least obviously because she got married. Um, right, this one yeah and the the couple were introduced by their mutual friend Alexa Chung and um Kira's good friend Sienna Miller, who was one of only eleven guests invited to their wedding in two thousand and thirteen of only eleven. yeah, and was one of wow. the first to publicly congratulate the pair on their pregnancy news. Um they had a baby baby Edie in twenty fifteen Wow, that's cute. Wow. So we're just looking up pictures of Gia Knightley's baby, oh, and the baby's face is totally blurred out. And, like Doesn't all this the be pictures photoshopped of... on her. Oh no, that's <laughs> so cute. She looks so happy. Her little baby's adorable.
1: Um, all right, yeah, I guess the baby isn't photoshopped in there. Well, how come that's the only one that's not that's not blurred out? I don't. That's confusing. Okay, whatever. So in 2013, begin again. Nightly attracted media attention in 2016 after Begin Again director John Carney repeatedly criticized her performance in the film. He stated that she did not convincingly portray a singer-slash-songwriter and continuously described her as a model rather than an actress. Then
2: why hire her for the movie if he felt like this? He's the freaking director.
1: I mean, maybe he thought, like, prior to this, that prior to the beginning of the movie, that she could do it yeah
2: like maybe he honestly thought that she could and well, then in the beginning and she has to be like a singer songwriter so I mean that is a role that she's never really taken up before i mean it was just something that she just didn't fit into very well
1: yeah I mean who knows I mean she's never really been in that kind of portrayal any like before uh-huh so I mean I don't know what happened during casting but maybe maybe he thought that she was she was the right fit and then turns out not
2: yeah and he said during an interview with the independent that he learned a lot from making the film and carney answered i learned that i'll never make a film with supermodels again oh come on i mean that seems like it's really mean right
1: yeah he's like i mean you obviously made the wrong decision like i mean kira kira like would have definitely been trying her best i know that because she's not she's not like doesn't just she doesn't like give bad performances so, I mean, I, I know that she'd be trying her best, like, just because it was your fault and, I don't know, and whatever happened prior to the start of the movie that you thought she'd be perfect for this role, <laughs> and then it just wasn't.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Carney. That's your bad. That's <laughs> your bad. She says that he later apologized for his comments on Twitter. Yeah. Calm the f*** <laughs> down. Leave Kara right. um Right. In 2014, she was in Jack Ryan Shadow with Chris Pine, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh, oh, which is why it God. sucked and it got a fifty-seven Metascore. Just delete it already.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Just delete it all. Uh, we have a we have a love hate, mostly hate. Really, no, not hate.
2: No, I, I, okay. I wouldn't say love I wouldn't hate. I would say Acceptable and non-acceptable Kenneth Branagh.
1: I guess. I mean, like
2: I like him as Lockhart.
1: But that's it. Yeah,
2: that's about it, though. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, pretty much everything else. I'm like, like I
1: really like him as Lockhart. No,
2: and he's he's pretty good at Shakespeare too. Obviously. Oh
1: <gasps> no, he was really good in um, in Much to Do About Nothing. Oh, of course, yeah. With Emma, he's he's with, Shakespeare. Yeah, like with Emma and when he
2: directed Shakespeare, he's really good at Emma directing Thomas. Shakespeare. He should just stick to Shakespeare.
0: Yeah,
1: he's not a very good director. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: just gonna <laughs> say that out loud? I mean. I mean, a, Thor. <laughs> in general, his movies are fine. Ugh. They kind of have too much to, sometimes, like Cinderella or Thor.
1: He directed Cinderella.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Move on.
1: Just not gonna say anything else. I didn't like Cinderella. <laughs> I don't like his movies. Okay. <laughs> uh in 2014 we've got laggies with chloe grace moretz and sam rockwell the indie
2: cute movie
1: yeah we neither of us have seen this movie but we just i just saw the trailer for the first time before this podcast it looks so
2: cute it looks adorable we really and should funny. watch it
1: and you know i'm actually like, i was we were going through all the trailers i was like you know kira's got so many like you know a lot of british accents like a russian accent whatever finally i want to hear her american accent she's an american accent in the the shadow recruit movie too with well i'm never gonna watch that so (laughs) i'm pretty
2: sure she has an american accent in that
1: sorry kenneth i'm not gonna watch that movie (laughs) (laughs) but and then in 2014 as well the imitation game nominated for an oscar for best supporting actress she said benedict she said
2: talking about benedict
1: talking about yeah i'm not reading this right Talking about Benedict, she said, he's a lovely dude. Which is, like, the exactly thing what you would say I about know. Benedict. Um,
2: and he defended her at one point when they were, like, on the road. They were doing a press tour. And somebody told her, you look really tired. And Benedict was like, hey, she's been a, like, what that's so mean to say? Like, he defended her so much. He's like, hey, F you, man. Like... She's been traveling all over the place, doing press junkets every single day. Do you know how tiring this is?
1: Yeah, working her ass off. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're even gonna, like, even if she did look tired, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't just say that to her. I know, it was mean. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? It was really cute how you defended her, though. Anyway. Aw, Benedict. So, shut your mouth, all of you, about Kira. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, It was really great that she got a nomination for this, because I, I honestly thought before she before i saw this movie i was like ah, that's an interesting choice like i just thought she, i just for some reason i thought she wasn't going to do well in it and then i saw it and she has an amazing performance and it is like the actor the character that she's supposed to be playing is is clearly very smart and it's such a nuanced performance and it, you know you really feel like joy when they they win and they crack the code and um
1: but yeah, and definitely to go against Carney's, like, supermodel comment, like, I mean, she already shows in Pirates that she can be clever. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't look, yeah. like, she doesn't
2: look stupid. Yeah, she doesn't just look like the girl in the movie. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, in an IndieWire interview, they asked her, in the Imitation Game, you play such a brainiac. As an actress, how much do you feel like you need to know in order to play someone like Joan Clark? And she says, I did about three weeks of reading and two weeks were spent trying to understand what any of the theories were i got other books and i didn't understand a fucking word i don't think i'm the worst the most intelligent person but i'm not thick as still i would make a head i couldn't make head or tail of it they even really sweetly got me some lovely people to give us talks and all of us sat there as as actors going yeah yeah making notes like yeah absolutely absolutely and then they'd leave and would be like did you understand any of that (laughs) not a word okay fine we faked it we faked it I mean, actors fake everything. So, but those everything in that movie is very complicated, and it's it's like they're like, oh, this is how it works, and they're like, okay, we're just actors, all right.
1: Yeah, I couldn't even imagine what they were trying to trying to at least teach them somewhat understand. I know before... if
2: Benedict couldn't get it, I don't. I if she couldn't get it, and Benedict, and like all those other guys in the movie, I just don't think n- anybody could. get it. But they it. did a fantastic
1: <laughs> job faking it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> True. That's yeah. what actors do. They're really good at faking. That's yeah. that's basically what they are. <laughs> Benedict's just
1: great at playing like the smart, clever everything.
2: Which is why I really liked her in this movie too because it I really like it when there's clever women and things and we need more of that and she was a really good counterpart for Benedict's character too. And it was very good. It was phenomenal. Yeah.
1: They're they're all phenomenal. It was
2: fantastic. So in uh 2015, after she was in her nominated movie of The Invitation Game, she was in Everest. Um, about those that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, where the people climbed Mount Everest and half of them didn't make it back. Um, they died. And- Which you said while watching the trailer. We we've never seen this movie. Have you seen it? I no, but I watched some clips and stuff. Oh okay, never seen it. I I don't think I could get myself to watch it to Uh, be honest because it just seems really depressing yeah I
1: mean yeah it also doesn't seem like much will be happening like you know well, they'll they'll be making they'll be like going up the mountain it'll be like an avalanche there'll uh, be an a- yeah there'll be something bad happening and then, and then something, something bad and will and happen and then they'll have to and get then out another bad thing will happen and then and the, and the and sentimental the- part where, where people are talking to their significant others that's exactly happen. what happens then, in this movie when he's talking to his wife Kira Knightley and then just something else bad will happen and, and, and then just-
2: they die in the snow and it's just like oh oh and then frostbite everywhere
1: yeah and I, I have a thing about watching movies that just just nothing good ever happens. I don't I don't like
2: them. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like it. I don't like
1: it. That's why I didn't like Pursuit Happiness, because just, just everything bad happened and nothing good happened and it made me sad and I didn't like it. Didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it.
2: So, she has to do an, a New Zealand accent, and I watched some clips of her. And she's the pregnant wife of one of the guys climbing up in the mountain. Oh. That is the... No! The, the idiot guy who decided to climb up Mount Everest while his wife was pregnant. With an unborn child! I it's... know! Like, what? Are you dumb? Just, do Are you, you d- want to see your freaking child? Are Clearly you... not! You climbed up Mount Everest. You like. obviously
1: never want to see your child, but I'm pretty sure he's the one that makes it. No, he
2: died! He died? And I watched the scene where he. she's calling him on the phone oh. and it has to go through, like, two different phones. Oh, God. And she's like, Honey, I love you. And then she says like he asks her, he's like, Oh, how are you? And then she goes, I'm big because she's in her New Zealand accent and she's like <laughs> Big <Aww. laughs> Yeah, Aww. it's cute. She does a great job doing the New Zealand accent. Um, but it's just
1: like Are you dumb? <laughs> oh <see> baby <laughs> Oh god oh. I don't even want
2: to think about that. Okay. <laughs> cheese. Okay. Well, um I have some interesting facts about her cuz that's that's it right now and then I'll talk about this stuff that's more recent. Um so she's really self-critical. Um she said in an interview in Elle in 2006 that she would want uh, to tone down her butt and not have her legs so wobbly. What, what?
1: Yeah, she just. I mean, what, what, wobbly legs. What is that? That's like, what she said. I mean, like just I think maybe. Firm? Just, yeah, I guess like, maybe
2: like to her knees kind of wobble around like like a giraffe, like a baby giraffe, or a baby horse. You know how they kind of have a hard time walking? That's what I got from this. Uh, and tone down her butt. Tone down? She doesn't have a butt. She does. Everybody has things to be self-conscious about that's what i got from this that she's beautiful and fit and she still doesn't think that she's like well she didn't in 2006 anyways maybe she thinks differently now that she's a mother yeah that was that was in 2006 yeah anyways she calls herself a bit of a shoe freak
1: which means she likes to buy shoes yeah or she... F- shoes freak her out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, she loves shoes. She loves. Okay. She probably has a lot of shoes. Like Love Carrie you. from Sex and the City? Yes. Like a whole closet full of shoes. Yes. It's probably something like that. Um, so, I put the upcoming movies in here. Um, we watched the trailer for Collateral Beauty, which just came out. Looks awesome. Ah. Oh. Looks awesome. Is, are you being serious? I think it looks cool. Emily, it did so bad. What? It, it did awful. Well, the trailer did a good job. Emily, it got a 23 Metascore. Aww. 23! But Helen! Emily! Were you watching that? Sh- but Helen! Okay. Let me read you one of the reviews. Oh. This horrifyingly yucky toxically cutesy-key ensemble dramedy creates a Chernobyl atmosphere of manipulative sentimentality topped off with an ending which M. Night Shyamalan might reject as too ridiculous. I thought the story was very interesting. Why don't you explain to me what you thought was going on in that trailer? So, uh,
1: from what I got, my first time seeing this trailer, so this is like my first impressions of it, um, so Will Smith is, like, some depressed guy, I guess, and he, or something, he's got some problems, maybe? His kid died. Kay did not realize that. Okay. It was, said it was, in the trailer. Did it? That's what he was at the, the circle of people for. Was not watching that part. <laughs> um, and, oh, well, he was just circling her around in a circle. Okay, but then the dramatic music played. Okay, a lot of stuff was happening, alright? I'm I'm trying to remember it all. We watched, like, seven trailers just now, okay? Um, let's see. So then, he's in some, some, he goes to some group to deal with his, whatever it is, depression? Loneliness? I don't know, some, some group. Okay, continue, Emily. Okay. (laughs) And then he starts writing letters to things to things and sends them (laughs) you have no grasp of what is going on in this trailer do you I mean I'm just what was Helen Mirren Helen Mirren was death okay what what was Kira Knightley Kira was love okay and then another the the younger kid was time okay and I think it's supposed to be kind of like a kind of like a Christmas carol where like the three three ghosts of Christmas past Come and, uh, come and, come and show you some things. Make you want to live or something. I don't know. Maybe he's suicidal. It's like that. <laughs> modern, modern day, springtime
2: Christmas carol. <laughs> just all around bad idea. Oh, I thought it was kind of cool. All right. Well, why don't we watch this actually? I don't want to.
1: <laughs> now, now that you told me the Metascore, I was just going off the trailer and I thought the trailer was kind of cool. But now that you told me the meta-score, I don't want to watch it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, this is how much we care about I know meds, hate right? I now
1: hate myself and my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> the second you told me that med score, I'm like, everything I know is a lie. <laughs> All right. I have no sense of good decision making. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. So. I'm I'm embarrassed. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, um so in the future coming up, she's gonna be in the aftermath. She's going to be in the Nutcracker and the Four Well Four Realms as the as Sugar the Plum, plum fairy. fairy. And then, you're going to love this, Catherine the Great director, Barbara <gasps> Streisand. Barbara! <laughs> yes. Oh my god, Barbara! <laughs> ah. She's going to be playing Catherine the Great. Oh, Barbara! Has Barbara ever directed anything before? Okay, so we, we just looked this up and Barbara Streisand has directed several things. That's what? Um, Yentl. Ooh! Uh, which looks really good. So, like some musical things. Um, but That's Captain the Great's gonna be great. So, let's just, uh, any last words on Keira Knightley before we end this podcast? Hmm. Firear. <laughs> had
1: to mention that at least once and- <laughs> she
2: did say that in all three parts of the caribbean movies
1: she did all three of them you know what i don't even care <laughs> just makes the movies so much
2: more great it does <sighs> she's a really great you know what was funny in that movie was her so she cut her hair for domino yeah and then you could totally see like she was wearing extensions in the in the second movie because it was like her the little peaks of her hair were coming out of her pirate hat like she was mm. she had short hair mm-hmm. and she had the extensions which is the same as Carrie mulligan and never let me go yeah Carrie mulligan's got really short hair and she's got this really awkward haircut yeah it never let me go because it's like they just they just left the front of her head short and then just put the extensions from behind her ears like she's got a mullet or something like it's really awkward
1: i do I do remember now seeing some like choppiness because in the second one, they go to Singapore, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, her hair... Yeah, I remember, like, little choppy bits
2: sticking out of her hat. I thought that was the third one. Maybe that was the third one. But she still had it in the second one, because they just shot them all together, the so... Second one. Remember, they're standing on the beach, and they're gonna make a trade for Jack Sparrow and Orlando Bloom, and then they're like... She's standing there, and then... Davy oh. Jones is in a bucket on the beach. Yeah, he's in a bucket. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, so Kira, I think, if you ever listen to this, we love you keep keep doing what you're doing, yeah, even if you make bad choices in movies, we still love you, you know,' because there are a ton of
1: great actors in bad stuff. It's just gonna happen. It's not your fault, it's the <laughs> writer's fault, <laughs> and the director's fault <laughs> and the agent's fault, and the agent's <laughs> fault.
2: You in there well if you'd like to follow us we have a soundcloud.com slash i'll buy the podcast
0: nope. buy the
2: popcorn i buy the popcorn we're also on itunes which is probably what you're listening to us on um and we also have a facebook um facebook.com slash i buy the popcorn and uh yeah do you have anything else that's it that's it all right yeah thanks for listening <laughs>
1: see you next time see you next time <laughs>